Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Mike Evans. Jameis Winston. Vernon Hargrave. O.J. Howard. Vita Vea. All right, Bucks Nation, welcome back to the All Things Bucks podcast. It's your boy CJ flying in solo from the normal ATB crew. Kel is out for this podcast. He had important work stuff he had to handle tonight. And Corey, he's still feeling under the weather. So make sure you guys send your, your prayers out to Corey so that he can get better and uh, join us again on the podcast. We just want him to uh, make sure he's taking his medicine and not be hard-headed uh, so he can get back and join us and drop some of his knowledge um, about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, make sure you follow the All Things Bucks page on Twitter. That handle is AllThingsTBBucks at Twitter. And then also make sure you follow my Twitter account at CoreyJ863. Now, for this podcast, I am not doing a solo podcast. I am not alone here. We have two contributors uh, to the All Things Bucks team. And not only that, they also have their own podcast, and they are setting um, the the foundation with the women who's out here promoting football because there's not too many women podcasts out there about the NFL and about the Buccaneers franchise. So we're really excited to have them on board for this podcast. I'm going to go ahead and introduce them. Uh, first up, we have Ashley. Ashley, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hi, everybody. Um, for those of you who don't know me, you can guys follow me on Twitter at EMT underscore Abrams. Um, you can also follow my podcast at Talk the Plank Pod. And find my articles on All Things Bucks and NFL Family. And also, Ashley also helps run the All Things uh, TB Bucks Twitter page. So uh, she's one of, one of the best at doing Twitter. Um, it's a certain way you can do Twitter, and Ashley's one of the best <laughs> at doing Twitter. So, really looking forward to this season with Ashley running the All Things Bucks uh, Twitter handle page. But also, on tonight's pod, we have Tay. Tay, are you there? I'm here. All Hello, right. everyone. Tay, let us know where we can follow your podcast and, and follow you on Twitter. You can follow my podcast page at Tay's, T-A-Y-E-S, Tay. A-K-E underscore, and you can follow my page at underscore K-T-A-Y-E-25. All right, and Tay, Tay is a little famous. I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter, but Tay tweet made it on NFL Network. Tay, how, how, how did that even happen? Talk to us about that. <laughs> well, you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> when you know, you know. <laughs> well, actually, it was just a regular tweet. I always tweet about football and um, that particular day I just happened to tweet out uh, every day I have to watch half of the playoffs. Next thing you know, uh, a couple hours later, I was being notified that my tweet had um, made it on NFL Network path to the draft, so I was excited about it. 
Awesome. This is why Twitter is my favorite app because you just never know uh, when your tweet can blow up, go viral, get a thousand retweets, a couple thousand retweets, make it on NFL Network, make it on TV. So uh, this is why Twitter will, will never change. Will never. I will never log out of this app uh, for sure. But tonight, as we are recording this podcast, tonight the NFL schedule was released. Everybody has been anticipating the release of the schedule. Why? Because most of us are fanatics and we love our teams. We are Bucks fans and we will love the Bucks even if they go 0-16. And a lot of us plan vacations and trips um, for the fall, depending on what the schedule is looking like for the team. Uh, the, one of the big games we have on the schedule is we're going across the, the big pond to London to play the Carolina Panthers, which we've been known, but we didn't know when the date of the game was actually going to be, and that was released um, tonight. So schedule talk will dominate um, this podcast, and also with the draft being a week away, we will get into that. Um, so let's just jump right into it with the schedule. Uh We'll, we'll start with, with you, Tay. Uh, what are you looking forward most, or what game are you looking forward most on the schedule for the 2019 season? Well, I have two in mind that I'm, I'm really looking forward to attending, and that um, I really want to go to the San Fran game and the uh, Los Angeles, <clears throat> excuse me, Los Angeles Rams game. So... You gonna go? So you gonna fly out to to L.A.? Okay, I see you, big big baller, big money grip. I want to, <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, yeah, that's that's really one of the games. We all know what kind of team the Rams are. So, but that that Forty Nineers game, we might get that. We might take that one because we don't know if Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo is even gonna be a hundred percent. So, and then Quan. He's not even uh, clear yet, so I don't know. We might take that one. Yeah, I, I I got my eye on that game as well, um, for sure. Especially being a home opener, um, they should be fully loaded getting their guys back. They've been very uh, unfortunate with the injury bug the last couple years in San Fran, but they should be back to a hundred percent, and it should be a really good test to to open the season for our for our Buccaneers because we're out of excuses. We got the right head coaching staff that we all believe can come in here and get the job done and get these boys coached up. And we, we still have talent on this team. So that first game will really be a good test um, out of the gate. Uh, so going to you, Ashley, what game are you most excited about on the Buccaneers 2019 schedule? I mean, everyone's talking about the 49ers game, which is great. And it's going to be good to see John Lynch and Quan come home if, you know, Quan's able to go. But probably the two most intriguing games have to be the Colts and the Texans. Um, they're, you know, a week apart from each other. And at the end of the season, they're both at home. Right. Um, you know, you guys know that the Colts, you know, weren't very good in 2017. Four wins and 12 losses. They turn around and, you know, have one of the best offensive lines in the league come back and go, you know, 10-6, and six, make a playoff appearance with the high-powered offense they have, the running backs they have. And then, I mean, Deshaun Watson and Copkins, I mean, how are you? How are you not excited about that? Yeah, I, I, I can. It's gonna be one hell of a game, both of them, really. Both games, both Andrew both Luck, Deshaun Watt, man, great games down the stretch. Now, oh, one yeah. of the big topics on Twitter today, once the schedule was released, 
is, you know, we got to nitpick the schedule. And the Bucks at this time, from the week four all the way until week, what is that, week eight? We don't have another home game. So there's a stretch from September 22nd all the way into November that we don't have a home game because our home game that we do have is in London um, against the Carolina Panthers. Now, being now that being said, um, actually, how do you feel the, the Bucks will fare in that stretch of games where they're not being able to play at Raymond James Stadium? I mean, honestly, I don't think it's as bad as everybody thinks it is. You're going to have a mini buy after the week two game Thursday night football. Right. So, I mean, I think that'll give them a little bit of time to prepare, you know, going on such a long road stretch. And then you have the actual bye week in week seven. So you have your, excuse me, you have your two, um, your two real true away games. And they have London for a week, which is pretty cool. I mean, it still sucks as a long flight. But then you have that bye week coming off the game in London. You know, the players are excited. They're in London. They're traveling. They come back home and they have a rest week. And then, you know, you have your your 2015 week one mat rematch, you know, of Jameis and uh, Mariota. So they're going to have a week off to prepare for that. They play two more games, the Tennessee Titans and then the Seahawks. And then their last five of their eight games are at home. So it's, it's really not as bad as everybody sees. I mean, it sucks to have to play real far five for five games, but... That end of the uh, end of the stretch of the season is really going to be helpful having five games at home. Yeah, that's what I was uh, thinking too. Uh, but we can just um, solidify some some good wins early on and through that rough patch, coming home with those five out of eight games being in the crib. I think we'll be in a really good spot uh, to secure either the division or a, a wild card spot in the playoffs. Uh, Tate, jumping back to you with the schedule. Uh, how do you feel about that stretch of games? And then also how the Bucks close out the season with the five games at home um, and the three away? Well, I agree with you. Um, it's going to be a tough test, but that's where we get a chance to show what we're made of. And I think we can do it. I mean, we have the coaches. You just have to put it all together. So this is going to be a great test to see where we're at. I think this is going to really determine a lot. Yeah, mo- most definitely, and we got, we got some great storylines too. Uh, we we mentioned it uh, for this season. The Quan's game back because uh, he left us for the money, which I don't blame him because the NFL doesn't like to really play players like that. Um, it's really hard to get that second contract within the league. So uh, with him, especially how injury prone he's been, uh, young man, go get that money. And they really paid Quan handsomely in San Francisco. Um, so very proud of him to secure the bag, but he's the enemy come September 8th. Uh, and, and we, we're, we're hoping to, to beat him down and to put up some points on his defense. So that's a very good storyline, but there's others, um, far as we have our division rivalries, the saints, the Panthers, the Falcons, but we got the, the Mariota game that was mentioned. We got, um, the Arizona Cardinals coming to our house, Bruce Aaron, that's his old team. Um, any of those storylines speak out like to you, like, oh man, I, that's that's something I'm gonna write an article about. Now, Ashley, I'm gonna jump it on to you for that that question. <laughs> I'm actually gonna say a different a different game. I mean, as much as those will probably provide some great articles, especially by you guys. You guys have great stuff you guys put out, but I'm really more excited about the Seahawks game. 
and no one's talking about it. No one at all. I don't know why. I mean, you know, Russell Wilson just got that hundred hundred forty million dollar contract. He did. You know, they're they're now going to be the team that's oh they don't have the defense anymore. They're going to be you know at home in Seattle. That stadium's insane. It's going to be one of the biggest tests for them. You know, they're going to be coming off of the like that's the last road game for them really in that big stretch before they have two home games. So. That's going to be the Bucks and the long road. I mean, it's, it's towards the end of the season. It's really going to be, you know, do or die if they're going to make a run or, you know, where their schedule stands. And, you know, it's going to be where did they go those last four games? Like, were they successful on the road? Did they, you know, blow it? So I think it's going to be a very telling game. I think it's going to be a very typical game in the end of the season. That's what I'm most excited about right now besides the Texans and uh, Houston game. Yeah, that's going to be a great game. Yeah, Russ definitely secured his bag. Um, about time they paid him because I know they were fortunate with him being a late pick in the draft, so they didn't have to pay him uh, right away. But uh, he definitely deserves oh, wow. it. He's been the captain of that team uh, since he came into the league. So uh, great, great, great for Russ. But on November third, we're coming to your house, Russ, and uh, we're, we're coming to you know beat you guys down and you know take that W in your house. So it is what it is, Russ. <laughs> uh, Tay, what about you? What about uh, any other storylines um, from this schedule intrigue you? How about November 10th, Arizona Cardinals? We talk about Tyler Murray potentially being the number one pick. Mm-hmm. How does he step in and take over a team that already drafted a quarterback last year? So how would that play out? How would he control the offense because this is no longer college. So I'm, I'm very excited to see first where he lands and who Arizona takes and then how how they fare against us. Yeah, and, and if they take Kyler Murray, that that'll be another tough test because that's going to be a, a scrambling quarterback. Typically, we fared pretty well against quarterbacks um, that have the ability to scramble, um, especially once the defensive coaching staff is competent to put a spy on them. Or to you know to to game plan for them. We have a lot of speed on our defense. Uh, I I see with this upcoming draft, which we'll get to in a moment, uh, we will draft some more speed to go with the um, the talent that we have. So I I completely agree. That's that's going to be interesting. Um, it's BA's old team. I know he wants to kick them in the mouth. You know, so November tenth they'll be coming in, flying in into our house for sure. So looking forward to that game. As well, before we wrap up talking about the schedule, uh, let's get a quick prediction on how you feel our team will fare. Uh, just with a quick glance, the schedule just came out today. Uh, so, Tate, what do you think our record would be uh, just looking at the schedule today? Looking at the schedule today, uh, I'd say 9-7. 9-7? Okay, not bad. Over 500, possible chance at a wild card. Um, Ashley, I, I saw you made a post on Twitter. Um, I, I, I don't remember what you said the record was going to be. What what record you think we'll end up with? Uh, quick glance at the schedule. I'm going to also say 9-7, and seven, but I think it comes with the second wild card. I don't think we can, I mean, again, this is all going to depend on how Drew Brees, Drew Brees plays because if Cam Newton's already hurt, and Matty Ice, I mean, yeah, he's getting Dirk Carter back, but I, I think they're overrated, to be honest with you. Hot take, I think they're all overrated, but it's all right. 
But <laughs> I think at this point in time, nine and seven with the, the second wild card. I don't think they're there yet to win the NFC South. I mean, I hope they do. But being realistic, I think they'll take the wild card, hopefully. Bring, fingers crossed. Yeah, looking at this, um, this schedule with the the changing pieces, the changing defense, um, just because I I don't want to get too optimistic, because I'll say eleven and five in, in with the quickness, but <laughs> but I, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with eight and eight, uh, just because they're still gonna be making a lot of changes, especially with the transition of the defense from the four three to the three four, um, and Jameis is probably going to take him half the season to get the offense down and until he gets really comfortable in BA's offense. Now, unless now the big X factor with that is we should see a improved running game. And if they can take the pressure off Jameis with the running game, I think uh, if we do that early enough in the season, that should assist us with some earlier wins. And instead of eight and eight, I will go with 10 and six, but if not definitely eight and eight, uh, we can get back to 500. If we can get some early wins and get the running game going, I see us going at least 10 and 6 and uh, definitely in the playoffs. All right, so that's going to wrap up our schedule talk. Uh, we can debate it all on Twitter. Just hit us up on our Twitter links about the, the schedule. Uh, now we're going to get into this draft talk because we are one week and one day away, as we record this podcast, from the NFL draft. And, man, it's another exciting draft because you know why it's super exciting? Because we have a pick in the top ten, in the top five, actually, <laughs> for the Buccaneers. So we are going to get a major talent uh, in this draft. We just don't know who or actually even where we're going to pick them because we may move up, we may move down. There's different options uh, that the Buccaneers will be able to do. So, uh, Tay, I'm going to start with you. The question is, what to do at the fifth spot? If you were Jason Light, what would you do at that fifth spot um, in this upcoming draft? That's a great question because it all depends on who's there. Now, I had a debate on Twitter today, and I'll ask you, Corey, what do you think they should do? Now, if Allen and White we're both sitting on the board at five. Who should be the pick? Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm not. I'm not for picking a linebacker that early in the draft. I just don't. I just can't value it um, at that high of a position. Uh, so my my choice out of those two would be Allen. We we definitely need another guy to get after the quarterback and Allen. Can be that guy. He was always the guy for Kentucky that came into the game late, that closed out games for them, and that's the guy we need. A guy like that that can close out games uh, when it's crunch time. I agree. I love White. Don't get me wrong, and I would mind him being the pick. But if Allen is on the board, because I don't think um, William, of course, Bosa, um, they won't be there. So if Allen is there, he's my guy. Now, we trade down a little bit, Oliver, but I would definitely take Allen. Okay, so if we were to trade down, you would go with Ed Oliver um, if he's there. Uh, what if What if it's between Ed Oliver and White? Who would you go with? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. 
<laughs> we trade down, and Ed Oliver and White is on the board. Who are you rolling with? Hmm. I got to go White. Okay. That was a tough decision, but White. Okay. I feel that. I feel that. Uh, now we're going to bring it back to you, Ashley. Ashley, Buccaneers on the clock at five. What are you going to do if you are the GM? Uh, like Tay said, it's all going to come down to who's available. The number one guy for me in this draft, okay, obviously Nick Bosa is not going to be there. If Nick Bosa makes it to five, I will get a Nick Bosa tattoo. Like, that's just Asinine. Like, it's not going to happen. Wait, 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 wait. You got to re- repeat that so we can make sure it is heard <laughs> on the podcast. I swear, if Nick Bosa makes mm-hmm. it to five, I will get his name, some kind of picture or something resembling him tattooed on my body as my first time. Okay, we, we've heard that twice on the podcast. So if Nick no Bosa makes it to the fifth pick and the Buccaneers select him, Ashley will get a tattoo symbolizing that Nick Bosa was picked by the Buccaneers. Y'all heard it here first. We're getting tattoos because of graphics. All right, go ahead, Ashley. We can get it. All right, so what if Nick Nick Bosa's not there? Who? Uh, what do you, What do you think we should do? Should we stay at five and take take White, or do we trade out? Do we take Ed Oliver that early? Do we take a Montez Sweat? Who we getting? I mean, if Quentin Williams is there, he's my number one guy for the Buccaneers draft. Okay. Gerald McCoy's not going to be here. I mean, it sucks to say, but there's just no way he stays. Unless they make some real big dramatic dramatic, dramatic cut <laughs> that can give them money to find these draft picks, he's going to go. If it's The writing's on the wall at this point. So if Quentin's there at five, I'd take him in a heartbeat. Um... I'm not taking White at five. I Listen, the guy is a phenomenal linebacker, and he's going to be a phenomenal talent. He's going to be the guy that if the Bucks don't pick him, hey, we should have picked him like we should have picked Derwin James over and over again for the next three seasons, which is fine. But I think at five, if, if, if Williams isn't there and White and maybe Oliver are there and Josh Allen are there, I'm going to take Josh Allen second if he's also there. But my third option is going to be at Oliver. They need someone to fill Gerald McCoy's role, and they need someone to also kind of be mentored by JPP while he's still in the league because he's getting up there in age as well. Mm-hmm. He needs someone to fill in that role next to Vita Vea to be the top two guys in the defense for years to come. Um, so those are my top three in order who I would take um, at five. Now, if we trade it down, I could take. I would take White all day. You're going to get extra draft capital that can be used to either move in or move down, or you know, they could even trade back into the first if we got another second and another fourth or something like that. That could be a hell of a play move, but or a hell of a power move. But I just don't think White is worth it for the Bucks at five. They just sign, resign all the new linebackers. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Uh, that take. I, I'm just definitely not a fan of selecting a linebacker um, that high uh, in, in, the, in the draft. So hopefully if, if they are in the mindset of drafting that linebacker, definitely trade back a little bit and then picking Devin White, it'll, it'll make more sense to do so. But if one of those premier pass rusher defensive tackles or um, Josh Allen is there, I think you, you run to the podium with the card uh, to select one of those guys because – the three four defense, uh, 
you got to get pressure. You got to get pressure. And you got to get athletes, guys that can cover too, uh, that not only are there to get pressure, but can, can cover and make plays. And there's some guys in this draft that will be able to do that. Uh, hopefully one of those guys will end up at, at the fifth spot and we can go ahead and take them. Um, so for me, at five, if it was me, if Josh Allen is there, if Quentin Williams is there, I'm staying put and I'm making that pick. If they happen to fall to the fifth spot, and the only way I would trade out of that spot if they were there is if a team gave a huge ransom just to come up of picks or 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 a lockdown corner to come up. That I will listen to as well because we really need a shutdown corner in this type of defense where we're going to be playing a lot of man-to-man and doing a lot of pressure and stunts uh, in the Todd Bowles defense. So if somebody's offering that Patrick Peterson, <clears throat> you know, in a trade, <laughs> cough, cough. <laughs> cough, cough, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we'll, we'll be we'll be listening, but I, I really don't see that happening. But, you know, anything is possible on draft night. But um, I, I would trade out. Uh, two, uh, if those guys weren't there, trade out and then select that linebacker. You get Devin White or the 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 other linebacker. Um, they were they were talking about what's what's the the young man's name? Devin Bush. Devin Bush, yeah, Devin Bush or 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 Devin White. Both of those guys are um athletic freaks and will be a big boost to the defense, especially uh with the three four defense. So that would be my call. That's what I would do. And we're just anticipating and waiting on what Jason Light's going to do next week. Now, with the draft, uh, after the first round, it's really easy to to try and pinpoint what teams are going to do in the first round. You have a lot more success, but after that, it's a crapshoot. You don't know who they're going to pick. Like, who saw the Bucks last year picking two cornerbacks uh, last year? And those two cornerbacks, like, I didn't even know they were on the radar, MJ Stewart and, and Carlton Davis. And they picked those guys out of nowhere with the extra picks they picked up. Uh, so with that being said, let's talk about some potential sleeper picks the Bucs can get um, in rounds two, rounds, rounds two to five uh, that the Buccaneers uh, can pick up. So, Tay, who are you looking at in the later rounds for the Buccaneers? Two players on my radar for round two. Uh, round two would be... Safety out of Maryland, uh, Darnell Savage. Um, I think he's a great in um, block safety and um, he makes a lot of plays. Four three speed. He can come in and help our back end right away. He's a sleeper um, for me, mm-hmm. and I think he would definitely be a great addition to the team. And uh, another sleeper. Well, I don't know if he's really a sleeper, but. Um, He's definitely someone that can be a change of pace back. He can do it all. He can do. He can return kicks. He's um he's very very underrated, and that's Tony Pollard, running back in Memphis. Yeah, he's been getting a lot of a lot of attention lately too. I think he's very underrated. I think uh, BA could work wonders with him. He doesn't have a lot of wear and tear. So that's another good thing. And you don't have to use a high pick on a, a running back. Because we still have Rojo, and I'm excited about him. Hopefully he can get his mojo back. 
and get things going. But, you know, I think they will pick up a running back in the later rounds. And that's one to keep your eye on for me. Okay. Let's see if it happens. And I know, I know you're in the draft every, every year. Um, you always talking draft and talking prospects. So yes, sir. I, we already know. If y'all want some draft <laughs> prospects to know about, hit up Tay. Tay will let you know. Uh, Ashley. You know, I talk my talk. I already know. <laughs> uh, Ashley, who you think um, is one of the sleeper picks for the Bucks uh, in the in the later rounds? Who you got your eye on? So, fun fact, this is actually my first year, like, really caring about the draft. <laughs> I love the honesty. Like, <laughs> like, like besides, like, when James and Mariota, obviously the first time I was like, oh, yeah, who are they going to take? But, like. When it comes to the draft, I was just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't really watch college football. I mean, I didn't. I don't have a college football team. I went to a community college to get my EMS degree. Like, I don't have any time to any colleges. My parents didn't go to college, so it's just like, eh. So, but if you got a college team you want me to root for, y'all need to, you know, let me know who to root for. I need the king. The king. <laughs> you might as well join us. Miami. Yeah. It's Miami, baby. All right. The you, baby. <laughs> all right, all right, I got y'all. Chain gang. All right, all right, I'll have to look into it for real. All right. But, um, you know, these are going to be super picks that I don't think, okay, the first one I should say is going to be super picks I don't think happens because of the level we have at safety right now, the young talent we have at safety. But one, Thornhill, out of Virginia, the safety out of Virginia is my super pick to go in like the third round if the Bucks were to take another safety. It's no surprise that the Bucks had real bad safety depth last year after Chris Conti went down, you know, Justin Evans, Jordan Whitehead, all ended up being injured, which is fine. Um, you know, they find Deion Buchanan, who can be a safety as well as a linebacker. Mm-hmm. So I don't believe they would take, I mean, I don't know. I don't think they take another safety, but if they did, Juan Thornhill would be a wonderful addition. He's hard hitting, he's fast, he's got great instincts, he's got great hands. Um, I think he's being hitting to bring a lot of speed to the defense, and I know that's something that um, BA is looking for in his players. So I would welcome his open arms onto this team. I think he'd be great. Um, one player who kind of got some probably much-needed boost in his draft box is Minnesota linebacker Blake Cashman. Now, I know Trevor Sakema, I don't know if I say his last name, I apologize, but I it, but has um, posted an article about Cashman, and this kid is just, you know, when you look at him, you don't really see a guy who's really going to, you know, you don't expect him to play the way he does, with the physicality he does, with, you know, he almost reminds me of, like, a really young Quan Alexander when Quan was making all those really big hits and, you know, was rushing to the ball all the time all over the field. I think, you know, he has talent on the team that can really, you know, help out the linebacking core. You know, we're going to be mm-hmm. now having some older guys on the team. Delonte Davis getting up there in age, so on and so forth. So if they don't pick them away with the pick, I think Cashman could be another great pickup. Um, maybe in, like, the second round, the third round, something around there. But his draft stock has definitely improved a whole bunch, so, I mean, they're going to get him. They should get him soon, sooner rather than later. Yeah, that's the, and when, when you're looking at putting together a, a, a team, 
you got to have depth. You got to have players that's going to come in, learn the system, and be able to step in. And that's where you're going to get those players in the later rounds um, to, to fill out your, There's your one roster. There's one more. There's one more. And you got one more? I got one more. All right, hit us with okay. it. All right. So, I know we got, and I'm not saying a thing, I know we got one of the best receiving cores in the NFL. Okay, it's not exactly up for discussion. You can argue with the wall. I really, you know, don't care what you have to say about it. Let them know. <laughs> but, you know, losing to Sean Jackson, you know, someone who's going to be that automatic deep threat, it's just, you know, it's unfortunate. You, know, you have, you know, Mike Evans, who's the star of the team, the star receiver, you know, um, Chris Godwin's going to be the second, you know, the, the second guy who can really, you know, make a lot of big plays. OJ Howard, Sam And even though they signed Rashad Perriman, I think someone that gets draft who would be, you know, a little bit off the wall, but not out of being, what's the word I'm looking for, tendencies. Mm-hmm. Ohio State Buckeyes wide receiver Paris Campbell, who ran one of the fastest 40 times um, in the NFL draft. I think it was 4-2, 4-2-4, 4-2-6. Four, I mean, this kid has hands, and he is lightning fast. He's going to be someone to watch. You know, he's, he's six foot one. He's another policy where the Bucks can use. He's got great hands. He can be that 50-50 ball guy. He has a to get behind defenders. He's almost like a Deshaun Jackson mixed with a Mike Evans. It's kind of like the best of both worlds. And I think him, along with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, to really make the Bucs offense really, really hard to stop. It's already almost impossible to stop them now. I mean, Evans, even as last year, even with the turmoil with the quarterback debacle, like, they're very hard to stop. And I think that would really elevate their game. And I am I am hoping, I'm hoping and hoping that they pick him up because this guy can ball. Well, we'll be watching on draft night. We'll be hoping uh, that that he can wear the, the pewter in red for sure. Uh, you sold me on the guy. So I, I would love to see him I'm in the Buccaneers uniform. Y'all don't know. Look, him, look up his highlights. This guy, this guy can fly. I saw some. I saw some of his, um, some of his highlights. Pretty cool. This boy can ball. He's got the raw talent, but he can ball. For sure. For sure, for sure. So, uh, we're going to get things wrapped up here. We actually, the podcast just went by so quick. We've actually not eclipsed 30 minutes already. Uh, Just shows how quick time can go when you're talking about Buccaneers football and uh, these offseason activities. Uh, So, real quick, before we close things out, the draft is next Thursday uh, for me. I have a final, but I hope to get out of that final in time to watch the draft and enjoy me a nice beer downtown Orlando. That's where I'll be. Uh, so real quick, where are you going to be at? What you're going to be doing while you're watching the draft and the Bucks make their pick? Tay, on you. I will be home in my living room on edge. Um, I will be nervous. <laughs> my heart will be beating fast. And I will just be praying that, you know, the right player falls to us. And hopefully it's someone that I want because last year I was devastated and heartbroken that we didn't pick DJ. I'm sorry. I had to, I had to bring it up because I can't get over it. Just can't. <laughs> but anyways, anyways, I will be home. And um, I'll be tweeting. So I just hope it goes the way I want it to. Okay. Okay. From the conference of the crib. Ashley, where are you going to be at? I actually work until like 
I believe it starts at 8. First round starts at 8. So, I mean, I'm going to be doing 90 miles an hour down US Highway 19 and try to get home. <laughs> but I do have a bit of a surprise. I'll, I think I'll break it here before I put it anywhere else because, you know, y'all mm-hmm. are family, ATV family. Um, I'm actually going to be working with one of my friends who has his own podcast to try and do a live show, a live Periscope, live Skype show of the draft. Um, he's a big Redskins fan, and, you know, we're going to be, since, you know, they have the top, like, 15 pick and we're five, I think we're going to be doing our own little, our own little show about, you know, talking about the first 15 picks, or hopefully they don't trade down because that's going to be, you know, end up being a, like, 1130 a night thing, but we're really going to be trying to, you know, you know, tie in the bucks and everything like that, so it'll be fun. Hopefully nice. we can make it work. I'm not, I'm <laughs> I don't know, but if yeah. not, I'm watching it at home, probably you know, messaging Tay and freaking out long siders, it's all good. For sure, but hey, that... really, I, I, I really hope they don't pick me up, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, hopefully they do <laughs> like, right by you this serious? year, because because <laughs> there was there were, you are the only Bucks fan pissed off. We're still hearing about uh, them oh, not no. picking Derwin J. And this, listen, guys, it's okay. I think Vita will just be just fine. He's definitely started to come on last year. Uh, hey, let th- just let things play out, and it's gonna be all good. We got the right staff in place. I think Bruce Aaron is gonna take us to the promised land and uh, take us back to the good old days. And from the Buccaneers back again to the Buccaneers. So we're gonna wrap things up. Uh, I want to thank Tay and Ashley again for coming on and uh, doing this joint podcast. Again, make sure you guys go follow their Twitters. Make sure you guys go support the podcast. And, uh, hey, we're one big Buccaneer family. Uh, So with that being said, go Bucks. Hey, Bucks fans, make sure you go follow one of our sponsors, Split Ticks. Follow them on Twitter at S-P-L-I-T-T-I-K-S. So what is Split Ticks? Well, you're able to reserve sports, concert, and other event tickets with a small deposit and pay off the rest in a flexible payment plan before your event date. So make sure you take advantage of that. And because you're a listener of the All Things Bucks podcast, you're able to use promo code All Things Buccaneers. Use that promo code and you will get a 10% discount on your purchase. Hey, and remember, go Bucks.